Why are those bones and coins floating in the middle of the hallway? Your rogue asks while beginning to approach the strange scene. A group of sieges and adventurers would have known the signs. The clean halls of this ancient dungeon, the slightly acidic aroma in the air, and now floating bones? Before anyone can even think to say anything to warn the rogue of the potential dangers, he stuck his hand in to grab the treasure and now is frozen in place, quickly being engulfed by a gelatinous cube. Time to roll a new character. Monster Guild, the only podcast that does not have a great intro yet. <laughs> I am Cole. I use whatever pronouns you want as long as you're talking about me. One day I will be a professional at this, but that day is not today. We're a new podcast. It's fine. Hi, I'm Matcha Mello. I am one of the keepers of the Monster Guild. I use she, her pronouns. <laughs> And today's episode is going to be full of distractions because my cats are being jerks. They're being very, very adorable. It's fine. They are. They are. We love them a whole bunch and they're fucking up my shit. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about the gelatinous cube, one of the most iconic creatures, monsters in the D&D universe. I misheard you. I thought you said jello shots. So that's why I have all this alcohol with me. I thought we were making jello shots today. I have tea. It's close enough, right? I don't think those are quite the same. <laughs> I don't think so either. Well, you're going to be very spirited, and I'm going to be very calm. <laughs> that was bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, so this tip, is... don't eat jello cubes. Yeah, no. Gelatinous cubes. Gelatinous eat, cubes. Eat jello cubes. Eat as many jello cubes as you can reasonably handle. <laughs> but do not eat gelatinous cubes. Yeah. Yeah, it will go poorly if you eat gelatinous cubes. So this is kind of the first creature we're talking about that I would say is an iconic TTRPG creature. Yep, it is. I mean, I think everyone's had an encounter with the gelatinous cube if they played a D&D game or a TTRPG game. They're in absolutely everything. Like I have on here, they've shown up in some like famous movies like The Blob. It's not technically a gelatinous cube there, but it's the same sort of vein, right? Where they're like these jello oozy sort of monsters that consume. Yeah, um, uh, they're in the new D&D movie. I know you haven't seen it yet, but mm-hmm. uh, they are in that. They, it's just like one scene. They use it very cleverly, honestly. I really want to know, but I feel like that's spoilers. But, but yeah, I want to go over the lore to start. So I'm just going to read this block of text and we're going to go from there. So oozes are a relatively common enemy in fantasy fiction. Monsters like the blob from the movie, slimes in RPGs, flans in Final Fantasy, and so on. Their origin is actually based off of microscopic organism like amoeba, since they consume organic matter by engulfing them. It's pretty much verbatim what a gelatinous cube is. The gelatinous cube was founded by Gary Gygax himself and first appeared in the 1974 monster and treasure book of the original box set of D&D. So this is solely his creation. 
Is it built off of other things? Absolutely. But the cube as we know it was his creation, which is interesting because I feel like so many of the ones we've gone over thus far have been from Pliny the Elder. (laughs) (laughs) The two other ones we've gone over. I was going to say, like, I don't know what came first with Latinus Cube or like the slime enemy in RPGs, because I feel like slimes Mm -hmm. are a very iconic thing of like, yeah, go kill like two little blue blobs out in the wild. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I think that I know like the blob movie is past 1974 when it was produced. At least I'm I suppose sure. 1974 is probably before most RPGs. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the concept of slimes have almost definitely shown up in some way, shape or form before this, right? Yeah. But in this state of it being this giant cube, that is very much so his creation. And then like the origin story of them is pretty interesting. Because there's kind of like two. So there's two possibilities. The main one is that they're the spawn of the demon lord Jubilex. I don't know if I said that right, but I'm doing my best. Who's basically the demon lord of oozes and shapeless thing. He's a being that exemplifies the corruptive nature of the abyss. So that's one story where they came from. The other story is that there are some rumors that these cubes were actually created by wizards to help clean out their dungeons. Which I love. I think that's what I'm more familiar with is like oozes or slimes were created by wizards to protect their stuff. Mm-hmm. Just to go around, clean out the dungeon, make sure it's nice and clean. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's so cute. It's uh, the world's first Roomba. Yeah. A very sticky, very deadly Roomba. They're surprisingly dangerous. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, from what I know, they're not a very high challenge rating. Mm-mm. But they, if you get stuck in them, you're taking like 3d6 acid damage, I think. Yeah, yeah, they can kill Each very turn. quickly. And they, they typically paralyze when you touch their ooze. And so it's really hard to get out of that situation once you're in it. And it's not like the party can necessarily come rescue you without just killing the thing itself. Which, I mean, they don't have that high of hit points. No. But they're constantly putting themselves at risk to try and save you for touching the stupid thing. I think, like, to me, the best way to use gelatinous cubes in a campaign is to use them as more of, like, an environmental hazard than as an enemy encounter. Yeah, absolutely. They are much better as traps than they are as creatures. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when I was doing my research, it seems like a lot of people just use them for, like, combat encounters. And I think they're not that hard to kill, right? Like, they're so susceptible to so many forms of damage. And they're, they don't have brains. They're just... A, a Roomba, not even yeah. a smart Roomba. Like They literally just like follow a path. Yeah. And so like they don't have eyes, they don't hear, have ears or anything. They just like use vibrations to get like to track things if they do track anything and they can sense warmth. Like those are their two main things that they go. But they mostly just roam around mm-hmm. and take in material. And it's not like they're like consciously taking it in. It's just, oh, there's a thing here. Just absorb it. And it's interesting, too, that they can't eat any inorganic material or bones. Bones are technically organic, so that was kind of weird to me. But, like, that's why you so often see, like, weapons and bones and stuff in them. So bones have, like, metals in them. I can understand that being, like, slightly different. Yeah. But what happens with those typically is they'll go around with those for a couple weeks. And then when they finally somehow realize they can't eat it, they just discard it and then they're just gonna pick it up again because they don't know what the heck they're doing yeah 
I like the idea of just like this bumbling cube just roaming around. It makes them much cuter in my brain. Join the Party Campaign 1 had mm-hmm. a very cute, totally human person named Greg that definitely wasn't a gelatinous cube uh, who had base level intelligence just enough to speak and was trying to pass off as human. He was definitely a real human being named Greg. I love that so much. I love that so much. It's, it's like the uh, kids in the trench coat sort of vibes. Except dumber somehow. <laughs> I, I want to fact check this because I don't think its name was Greg, but that's the one I'm remembering. I'm here for Greg. Oh, Chad. Name was Chad, Chad the Human. That's even better. Yep, Chad. Chad the Human. Chad the he, Human. It's not he was suspicious. a contestant on a Bachelorette tournament. They came up with such clever things. Eric Silver uh, is very, very creative human being. Gosh. And I enjoy his mind. Uh, in the newest it's campaign, so they are doing pirate stuff. Mm-hmm. And he ha- made like a whole ass like skill sheet for their home base to like how to upgrade it. Oh. It looks like like a like video game skill tree, basically. Like, here are all the things you can do to upgrade your home, your base, your home base. I love like, that. That's so creative. I love that so much. I love base building stuff. Putting yeah. that into a D&D game? Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, like, giving, I like, need that. Very mechanical like ways of like how to progress it rather than just being kind of like more abstract. I feel like very much helped like the players engage like, oh, mm-hmm. this is very clear goal we have now of like what to acquire to build things. Like I need to collect this amount of materials or this yeah. unique substance. They have he has like a currency called amber, which is just like okay. every time you do a little arc, you get a thing of amber. If it's a long arc, you'll get two and you can spend okay. an amber either on experience or on upgrading your base. Anyway. Yeah, so join the party head Chad the human as a gelatinous cube. I love that though. And I think it's interesting, like when you're looking at just like pure stat blocks of how they're normally built, they have zero intelligence. Like they 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 don't know what they're doing. They they're Roombas, like we were saying. But I mean there's always fun things you can do as a DM if you're doing more homebrew based things like that. That I think make them a little bit more interesting. Absolutely. I'm going to read off some other random facts about these. Yeah. So they're usually 10 foot by 10 foot. So that's like two of me. It's a lot of cube. They can weigh as much as 50,000 pounds, which is a lot. That is 50, some dense. 50,000. I'm trying to yeah. figure like what else weighs that much. I don't know. Or 23,000 kilograms if people need to know that metric because I wrote that down just in case. I Googled 50,000 pounds and was like, convert British pounds to U.S. sterling. Like, no thanks. That's not what <laughs> yep, I was going that's, for. That's exactly what we were trying to figure out. Elephants, rhinos, and hippos all typically weigh over 50,000 pounds. But still, it's in that range. Yeah. Like an African elephant's 48 to 58,000, roughly. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's about that. It's about the weight. So, you're not going to be able to lift this thing. Even if you're a chonky barbarian, you ain't going to lift this thing. Not you'd be paralyzed if you did anyway, so like probably not a good idea. There are legends of significantly larger cubes out there. They're for the most part transparent. It's like their main form of camouflage. I know like when we see visuals of them, they're often like blue or green or stuff like that. But if we're going straight D D lore, they're usually pretty much transparent. And like the main giveaway for them is like if you see stuff floating in them, because they do keep that stuff in them for a couple of weeks. So that's a good way to do it. And while we normally think of them in their cube shape, there's very actually moldable. 
So if there's like a tight passage in the dungeon, they'll fit that shape and then spring back to their full form when they exit. It's like a like an octopus. As long as they can get their yeah. beak through it, they'll fit through it. Exactly, or a cat. They're water. Based pretty much. So since these are based off of amoebas, gelatinous cubes typically reproduce asexually. So yep. more often than not, they'll split up making two smaller cubes. Okay. And then they'll go their own ways. There's another instance, another way they reproduce called budding, where they'll basically grow a tiny cube and then just throw it off. And That's they're left adorable. to fend. It is, it is, but it gets kind of tragic after this. So they, they throw it off and then it's left to fend for itself. Since they're non-intelligent, sometimes if the, the tiny cube doesn't go on its own way and it's still in the path that the adult one is going, sometimes it will just eat it again. Is it that bad, though? Because at that point, you're just like, you got rid of some volume, you put that volume back in, it'll butt off again. It's it'll fine. It'll probably butt off again. It's fine. But it's just so sad where you're just like, oh, I'm in my own little cube. And then it's like, oh, no, mom's eating me again. Have you seen those uh twitter pictures of like the adventuring gelatinous cube no i need to find out who did it because uh, they're very they're very very cute drawings um that sounds very cute her name's uh lauren well walsh and she has some very cute gelatinous cube adventurer if you're like oh, april 6 oh my gosh he's fierce yeah Oh, and some like the earlier ones were just like literally just like came with like, a little sword and shield, being like, yeah. "I'm ready for an adventure." We got this. We're gonna go. Oh. His name's uh Wooble. His name's yeah. what? Wooble. Uh, W O U B B L E. Wooble, maybe. Oh, there's one with a little sunflower over his head. I love this. I love this so much. He's adorable and perfect. So, yeah, that's what I first thought of when uh, you said like a little tiny one grows. That's exactly who he is if he was a little stupider. But maybe that one's stupid too. I don't know. I don't think they have the intelligence to wield a sword. But maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I love him so much. So check out um, Lauren Walsh on Twitter. She yeah. makes really cute drawings of really cute little gelatinous cubes. Okay. I have a couple more facts about this. Okay. So two gelatinous cubes can meet and form a super cube. Nice. Um, this tends to be a temporary effect. They often split up part after a few days but while they're combined they act as a singular creature i wonder then like when they split apart then how do they know which belongs which like jelly cubes are theirs i don't know if it matters no fair it probably doesn't i, I don't think they're smart enough where it would matter i don't think they have in-depth personalities at least not with the base stats fair though i do like the idea of like a super cube that's absolutely terrifying to face though I feel like I didn't have a whole lot because there's not a whole lot to go about with them. They are fairly straightforward creatures. Mm -hmm. of just like, yeah, it's just the sort of basically a single cell amoeba that's just running around eating whatever it's in its path. And don't touch it because it hurts. Oh, yeah. there was one thing where um, if you have an encounter with one of them and you survive, which is hard to do. If you survive, but you've been like digested by them or have touched their poison at all, the burns that you get look like melted candle wax. I hate on your that. Skin. I hate that too. But that was that was another like weird. That's very cool. And terrifying. I don't want it. <laughs> Could you use like any like the gelatinous ooze as like a potion for anything? So I was looking into that, and there's really not much use for them. 
from what I could gather. Really? So um, I wonder if like you could just like, bottle up, grab some, put it in a bottle, and just like use it as like an acid potion at the very least. I feel like you could probably do something like that, but from my initial research, people don't use them a lot in alchemical things. Hmm. But to me, it feels like you should be able to use them because like they have that slightly par like that paralyzing effect of their acid, right? Yeah. So it, it feels like they should be able to do something with that, but just based on my research, I haven't been able to find anything about that. That doesn't mean we can't rule of cool it though. Fair. But that's like most of the research that I have. I do have a weird little game that might be fun. We'll see. Okay. Um, basically, it's kind of inspired off of your Chimera one because I had such fun with that one. But we're going to be playing Create Your Own Cube. Create My Own Cube. Okay. So we're going to be making three cubes. Our goal is to create cubes that would have a greater impact on a TTRPG campaign. So I'll give you three settings and I want you to create something that would fit into that environment. Tell me how it came into being, like its origin, what it looks like, and how it behaves, and what I would eat. Okay. You don't have to remember all this. We'll wing it. We'll be fine. So the first one I have is a campaign set in a high school. A campaign set in a high school. Okay. Yep. So, so why would it? Cube. Yep. High school cube. Okay. I think initially my first thought is it would have to almost be in the locker rooms. Okay. Just because, like, there's a lot of gross, nasty stuff in there that it has plenty of things to feed off of. Yeah. And it would, like, do a lot of imp use useful things there. Mm hmm I feel like it would eat, like, dirty socks while people, like, changing out of their gym clothes or whatever. Yeah. It's a, the gym clothes stealer. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, I like the idea that, like, it hides under the shower drain and waits for people to leave for their going to their class. And then it just, like, bubbles up from the yeah. bottom. Oh, oh. Terrifying, <laughs> gross, and <laughs> disgusting, and kind of creepy, yeah. but. yeah, yeah. Well, the other oh, ones, but... how it looks. Yeah, how it looks, what it looks like. Just like a little, almost like a can of soup. <laughs> like a little cylindrical one? Yeah. I love that. It just so it could like, fit through the drain really nicely. Yeah, it just like rolls around very simply. Oh, I love that. I love that. So you got how it behaves, because it would just be clothes snatcher, basically. Yeah. I like that. My first thought when I thought about this one was like a janitor cube. That's a cute one. Nice Except simple, it would like, be terrifying because it would just be roaming the halls always. And so like students would have to run away from it every time it started trumbling down the hallway. I just imagine that like the president or the uh, principal just like keeps it locked up until after school hours. And like if you leave your notes out on someone's desk, it's just gone the next day. It's gone. The cube ate my homework. <laughs> that would be a new one. That would be a new one. I like that one though. My next setting is Candyland board game. Oh gosh, there already is a cube in that one, isn't there? Is there? There's like a brown little pile of like sentient chocolate. I'm pretty sure. I guess it could be that. I'm trying to think of what its name is. I'm gonna Google Candyland. Yeah, you have uh, Gloppy. I didn't know about Gloppy. Oh, I hate him. Yeah, he's. There's a few different variations of him. The older ones make him look a lot creepier. Ew. But he's just like a sentient pile of chocolate. So basically, like, uh, that's already been made then. Yeah. Well, then you get two settings because I only have this. this three. <laughs> okay. I mean, you could just go with that. You could also do like a try to think of other candies. Do, was... like, hot fudge is the easiest one. You could do caramel mm -hmm. or like, strawberry, make it like a little bit different colors. Mm -hmm. I imagined like an ice cream slime where he would That'd just like melt whenever he needs to like get somewhere else and he would reform somehow. And he would eat 
just the board. <laughs> everything eats everything. Just everything. Everything is in danger. Um, and then my final setting is outer space. Oh, well, an outer space one has to be like a big one, right? It has to yeah. be some sort of like giant colossus planet eating yeah. slime. Yeah. Oh, could that just be like a black hole? <gasps> it's a black hole. <laughs> a black hole is just a space ooze. We figured it out. There we go. <laughs> there we it's, go. Just, it's technically transparent, not transparent, but hard to perceive. You cannot light cannot get through it. And it eats everything. It'll eat everything. There we go. Hole. The first thing I thought of was the uh, space cloud that smells like a strawberry vodka or whatever the fuck it is in space. What? Do you not know about that? How do we uh, know what something smells like in space? It's because of the chemicals in it. This space cloud smells like rum and tastes like raspberries. That but sounds like something that a pale blue pod could talk about. I, I would be surprised if they haven't. They haven't. They're very new still. Ah. Uh, that would make sense. That would make sense. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to the mid-roll. I am Cole. We talked about a few different podcasts today that I particularly enjoy listening to. Join the Party and Pale Blue Pod. Join the Party is a group of friends in New York who are doing an actual play podcast. They are currently in the midst of their third campaign, set on a pirate setting on a donut-shaped world where they have to figure out where the water has gone. It's very cool and creative. I highly recommend you check it out. Pale Blue Pod is an astrophysicist and a comedian trying to explain the universe in a way that makes you feel safe and comforted. Because it's scary out there and there's a lot that goes on. If you are interested in either of those, absolutely check them out. I highly recommend them. Also, if you're enjoying the show, please share it with a friend. Whether it's text, Discord message, tweet it at them. Whatever you want to do. Word of mouth is easily the best way for small podcasts to grow. And I know we'd really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter for more updates if you want. At KMGPod. Now back to the show. Yeah, that 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 was that was my my game. It was simple this week. That's very interesting. I have a few questions. Okay, I'll uh, do my best. You mentioned that like they are made by either like a wizard or the Lord of Gelatinous Cubes. I don't remember mm. what you said like Gublex or something. And Jubilex. Jubilex that's close. Close enough. How would you go about making a jello cube? I feel like there has to be like some like transmutation stuff going on. <laughs> and we're back to transmutation. We're back to transmutation. I, it just seems like a handy way to do it. It's hard to make things out of nothing. So if you start with something, it's helpful. I feel like you would just make jello really big and then give it like some sentience, like a, a tiny, tiny bit of sentience. I love the idea of like creating a 10 foot by 10 foot mold of jello and then having like a druid or something cast the awaken spell on it just to see what yes. happens yes that's perfect that's perfect oh gosh i also like the idea of it just being like a baking experiment gone wrong someone's trying to like create a better way of making like a more efficient like magical way of making their pastries and they get jello by accident or they're trying to cure you know world hunger with this giant jello somebody like made 
somebody wanted to make a dessert, they used a good berry in it, and then the good berry gained sentience. It happens. It happens. It happens. Just a little magic gone awry. You have one of those uh, wild magic wizards going on trying to bake. Yeah. Nothing good happens, right? So where would you put one in a campaign setting that isn't like in a dungeon? Where else would you have them? Mm-hmm. Well, I think they work best as environmental traps, like I've said before, which is very handy in a dungeon. But mm-hmm. I think if I were to put them in a setting that's not that, I'm trying to think of like really unexpected places. Yeah. I really like the idea of them being like guards to something. So like, oh. I like the idea of them being like a guard to a bank vault. That's cute. I like the idea of the entire bank vault being the gelatinous cube because all the gold will just stay. It won't. Yeah. 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 It wouldn't. You would just have to have something to like protect you whenever you needed. To yeah. Just wear some armor. I don't think I think it goes through the armor. If it look, if it doesn't affect the gold, it won't affect a full plate. Mail you armor. need like a hazmat suit. Yeah. Magical hazmat suit. Fantasy hazmat suit. Easy. Auto's That's a magic sphere. That's a that's a good magical item that I think I need in my campaigns. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be used for, but it seems you know, handy. Something will use it, I'm sure. I'm going to ask my DM for that. Hey, is there a way that we can make this? Wait, I have an artificer in my group. <laughs> it's going to go so poorly. <laughs> my first thought was like, just put them in a swamp. Because mm-hmm. you won't be able to tell the difference between the swamp water and jelly water. That is true. They could pretend to be a swamp. Ooh. Because you're already trudging around at like half speed usually. Yeah, you would be, you would have a bad time. It'd be fun. It'd be a great trap. It would be a great trap and everyone could die. (laughs) What would you have it protect if you had one like guarding your house? What would you want it to be like protecting? I'm afraid for my cats. (laughs) (laughs) And so you would try to eat it? I think he would get eaten by it. (laughs) I like the idea of it protecting, like, the basement from all the ground squirrels wreaking havoc on my house. Oh, yeah. So I think we're going to have just, like, a tiny army of them outside protecting from ground squirrels. Just, like, four or five little tiny ones? Yeah. Very cute. They take care of the ground squirrels. There's a lot of ground squirrels going on out there. So I think I probably put it in my garage, because, like, the only thing in there right now is my bike. And, like, so keep my bike safe, I guess. It won't eat your bike. Well, it might, but you'll get it back. It'll be fine. Yeah. Might be a little bit slimy. What would you try to feed one? If you try, try to like keep one around as a pet to like keep it satisfied and hu- not hungry? I'm going to go with ground squirrels. Ground squirrels. <laughs> here, here first. Matcha hates ground squirrels. I don't hate them. They're just being a nuisance. They're Fair. digging underneath my garage and I'm kind of concerned about it, but it's fine. Yeah. What's your favorite slime you've seen in video games? Or any games, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to go with, like, the Final Fantasy flans. Yeah. Because they're just, like, they're so unique. And, like, I like the fact that, like, a lot of them have elemental effects on them. It adds, like, a different flavor to them. And they're cute. They got little faces sometimes. And I they, like it. They do have little faces. I do like it. I do like cute things, you know? I gotta pull up a photo now. Gotta remind myself. See, I'm just Googling like. it too right now. They look angry. They do, but they're kind of cute. Yeah, those are pretty, like, just generic blob monster yeah would chaos from like the sonic adventure count as a gelatinous cube Sonic. let me look i think it's too sentient to be technically a gelatinous cube but it does absorb things so i think it does fall under like the ooze type monsters still that's fair and it does grow and change as it gets more and more gems in it 
Mm-hmm. Also, can we talk about one of its nicknames being Big Drip on the uh, Sonic fandom wiki? Yes. Hold on. Big Drip, God of Destruction, Guardian of the God, Guardian God of the Chow, and Spirit of Water. Big Drip does not match those. I feel like Big Drip is something that Eggman's just said. Like, come on, come on, Big Drip. Yeah, no, I can see that. 100% that would make sense. I just don't like it. I do like that he guards the Chows, though. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently in Sonic lore, actually, Chows are descendant of Chaos. Like, they are, the Chaos are, like, the ancestral, like, thing where the Chows came from or descended from. I support that. Yeah. They are little mischievous little things sometimes, especially the little demon ones, dark chows. Trying the other slime yeah. monsters. Yeah, what's your favorite ones? Slay the Spire has a really fun one. Ooh, what's the Slay the Spire one? The one that's like the splits into it's a big boss and it splits into two smaller oh, yeah, ones, yeah, splits yeah, into four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. That's one of my like my favorite fights. It's one of the easier fights. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's, time eater. Anyways. Anyways. But would it have to be in a gelatinous cube for you to like risk reaching inside to try to grab it? Me, myself, or me, my characters? You as Macha. I'm not going near that thing. No? Even if like Ezio was inside of it? Ezio's gone. <laughs> Sorry. No, Ezio's gone at that point. I'm going to lose that fight in any world. I, I know myself well enough where if I touch that, I'm dead. Fair. If Austin was in it, I might, like, try. Like, Austin is, like, the one thing I would probably try to save. But I think we would both just die in that situation. Fair. That's, you know, understandable. <laughs> what about you? I don't know. Because, like, I moved recently, so I don't really have anything that's super valuable mm-hmm. with me anymore. Like, maybe my computer, but I'll probably just wait for it to spit it out and hope it's fine. Yeah, get a new computer. My thought is like they're really, really deadly. Like that—that's the thing. Is like if I touch it, I'm gonna get paralyzed, and I'm not gonna do well in that situation because I can't do anything. Like, there's nothing like I own that I can't just replace. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't replace Austin. I can't replace my cats, but I don't think I'm gonna win the battle against the slime for the cats. I like Austin more than the cats. That's you know, I I married him or something. If you were going to play as a gelatinous cube, what class would you think would be best with it? I like the idea of a rogue. <laughs> a rogue gelatinous cube. Because you can get the sneak attack just by being transparent. I, for the funny answer, I want to go with Monk really bad. Because I think that's <laughs> hilarious. Like just this, body slamming against yeah. enemies over and over again. Yeah. But like for my non-funny one, I, I think Barbarian could be pretty solid. Rage oh, slime, mm. rage slime that gets resistant to like anything non magical. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. That'd I just, I fun. love the, I love the idea of just like a raging slime, like just Roomba on extreme. <laughs> it's a Roomba that you've strapped knives to. Yeah, that's that's oh. exactly what it is. There were, it's a like gunslinger. The... <laughs> There's like a silly animation where it's like, oh, now you've pissed me off. And it just like shows them like putting angry eyebrows onto their avatar. That's what I imagine Rig Slime is. You just like put oh angry God. little eyebrows over their face. That would be adorable. I love if that. I had time to do like episode Anything. art for these. Oh, that would be a thing. Once we get big enough. 
you know, yeah. we'll just have someone make all of our silly little pictures for us. Yeah, when we make money off of this shit, yeah. I don't have to do my full-time job. I'll have plenty of time to do that shit. Yeah, when I... <sighs> when I become a billionaire... Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, well, that's all the questions I have. Any final thoughts you have for gelatinous cubes? Mm, I really like them. I think they're a staple in D&D and TPRPGs for a reason. They're, I mean, who hasn't encountered one? They're such low CR rating, so you run into them very early, which if we know anything about most D&D campaigns, they sometimes don't get much farther than early game. And so I think that's why so many people have such love for these creatures, for these monsters. But yeah, if you have a fun story about a gelatinous cube, email us or send it to us on Twitter. Tag us on Twitter. Yeah, tag us on Twitter. Our Twitter link is in the bio, along with a whole it's, bunch of other fun links. Yeah, at KMGPod is our Twitter. Our email is KOTMGPod. It's nice Gmail. and easy to remember. You just It's a, it's the acronym. Yeah, it's the acronym. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> yep. Uh, Next, do we want to... Yeah, okay. You got this. Next episode will be Blink Dogs, so make sure to keep an eye out for that coming in two weeks. Thanks for listening, and enjoy your jello shots. Keepers of the Monster Guild is created by Matamelo and Cole Driscoll. It's edited by Cole, and our music was created by April O. You can find links for everything in the episode description. 